Hi, Scott and John here. Yeah, folks, the world is fast approaching the end game, and we are trying to expose the upcoming deception before time runs out. We want to make this a full-time goal, and we need your support to fight the satanic global elite. So here's how you can help. Subscribe to the new Bible Mysteries Premium Podcast to listen to every episode ad-free. Plus, get full access to our special guest interviews and special events, downloadable show notes, our Bible Mysteries monthly newsletter, and access to a new community forum. Sure. So just go to BibleMysteries.Supercast.com or you can click the uh, link in the show notes to get started today. Thanks again. Welcome to Bible Mysteries. You're listening to episode 55, Lucifer, part 2. What if there are secrets in the Bible the world doesn't want you to know? Are you ready to take the red pill? And now, here are your hosts, Scott and Zena. Hello and welcome once again to Bible Mysteries Podcast. I'm here with Zena. Hello guys, welcome back. We are back and uh, we are going to conclude today our series that we started on Lucifer. Yes. Which we didn't think was going to be a two-parter, <laughs> but it just got too interesting. There was too much to cover and, and I think we went past 45 minutes anyway. We did. We totally did. Yeah, so sorry about that. Um, <laughs> But we'll uh, we'll make it up to you. We'll uh, promise that the content will be interesting. Yes. <laughs> so it'll be worth your watch. And so what we left off with is we've been talking about Lucifer. Yes. And we talked about his connection to the Antichrist and mm-hmm. who he was originally, the anointed cherub that fell. He wanted to be God. His man, his son, the beast, wants to be God. And then we talked about, we did a teaser about the son of perdition. Yes. And we were talking about that term and we were saying, you know, um, that... When the Antichrist is going to be killed, we learn he's going to be killed with a sword. He's going to die like a man. Mm-hmm. He's going to go down to hell. But we saw that picture of the beast in Revelation 13 that had one of the heads was a deadly wound that was healed. And we're going to find in a moment there's a reference to him being he was alive and he was and was not and then is. Yeah. Okay, we're going to find that out. So we asked the question, do you know who that is? entity that thing is going to be that will inhabit his dead body through the power of Lucifer. And I hinted that he's been around for, well, had been around, but he's been in the bottomless pit for 2,000 years. So we're going to answer that question today. I'm like, did any of you guys get it right? <laughs> did anybody send you a, a special message and yeah. say, Zena, here's a hint? They did, they did, they did. You guys are the best. <laughs> so let's go to Revelation chapter 17. Okay. Okay. And we're going to take a, a look at the scripture that talks about the beast himself and where he comes from. We saw him rise up out of the sea as the dragon, the seven heads, ten horns. Mm-hmm. And we also know that um, when he rises up out of the sea, that the, um, the woman sitting upon him is Babylon. Yes. So there he's tied to his city, the golden city, right? But in chapter 17 of Revelation, verse 7, we read, And the angel said unto me, Wherefore didst thou marvel when he saw the beast and the woman sitting on him? I will tell thee the mystery of the woman and of the beast that carrieth her, which hath the seven heads and ten horns. Mm -hmm. The beast that thou sawest was and is not and shall ascend out of the bottomless pit and go into perdition. So there's that word again, the son of perdition. Paul called him the son of perdition. 
in 2 Thessalonians. Remember that city? Yes. All right? So 2 Thessalonians says that Antichrist, who poses and exalts himself above all that is called God, is the son of perdition. He's the man of sin. Well, here's the beast that ascends out of the bottomless pit. So he had to have been there in the pit first, yeah. right? And uh, it says, he shall go into perdition, and they that dwell on the earth shall wonder, whose names were not written in the book of life from the foundation of the world when they behold the beast that was and is not and yet is. So was and is not and yet is implies he was alive, he died, and now he's alive again. Okay. Emulating the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Therefore, the world's going to wonder after him. They're going to worship him because they're going to say, he rose from the dead. And we saw it on CNN. It, we know it's true. You know? yeah. They don't believe the record of the Bible that Christ rose from the dead, but they're going to believe when they see this. Yes. So the son of perdition, Antichrist, we've determined that. There's only one other person in the Bible that was ever called the son of perdition. You know? He was one of the... Twelve disciples. Right? That's right. And he, had, oh, and he betrayed Jesus. What was his name? His name was Judas. Ah! Judas Iscariot, chapter 17, John chapter 17, verse 12. We'll just read one passage. Jesus was speaking and praying to God, and, he, and he's talking about those very apostles that you just mentioned. Mm-hmm. And he says, while I was with them in the world, I kept them in thy name. Those that thou gavest me I have kept, and none of them is lost but the son of perdition, that the scripture might be fulfilled. So the scripture had to be fulfilled that one would betray Jesus. He was ordained, or God foreknew that he would be the one that would turn Jesus in to the, to the ones that arrested him. Now, Judas Iscariot, everybody knows about him. We know that he died. And uh, in the book of Acts chapter 1, he killed himself Yes. after he betrayed Jesus. And in Acts chapter 1, we read in verse 24 that the remaining 11 disciples knew there had to be 12 of them because there's 12 tribes of Israel. So they had to replace him. So that of all the disciples that followed Jesus, there were over 120. Mm-hmm. They looked through to see who could fill the requirements of an apostle. And they found, it came down to two men. There was a man named Joseph and a man named Matthias. And so they prayed and they said, God, tell us which of these two you've appointed to take the place of Judas. And that's what Peter is saying right now when he writes, or when he says, they prayed and said, Thou, Lord, which knowest the hearts of all men, show whether of these two thou hast chosen, that he may take part of this ministry and apostleship from which Judas by transgression fell... You know, through what he did, the betrayal, he fell mm-hmm. that he might go to his own place. That he might go to his own place. The bottomless pit. That's right. So he <laughs> did go to the bottomless pit. And he's been there since he, when the devil entered into him, that thing that was, that was in Judas went to the bottomless pit and he will fill the body of the man that is killed to become the Antichrist. Wowzers. Yeah, isn't that something? That's a great mystery. And people don't realize how easy it's going to be for Satan to deceive them because all he has to do, I mean, 
Who's ever been raised from the dead? Only Jesus. Yeah, I was going to say I haven't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that brings up the thing about the bottomless pit and hell in general. And like I said last week, we thought we would get this week to the underworld. Mm -hmm. Well, we won't get to that this week. We're going to have to make that the next episode because we have more to cover about Lucifer. That's true, and, and I was son, super excited about that. The son of perdition. But if we go to the book of Matthew chapter 25, just as a short mention of something, most people don't realize hell was not created for man to go to. Did you know that? I did not know that. Hell wasn't created for man. In Matthew 25, there's a group of individuals that are going to be cursed at the end because they wouldn't trust and they wouldn't do the right thing. And Jesus, when he comes back, is going to say to them, they're nations, he's going to say to them, then shall he say unto them on the left hand, depart from me, ye cursed, into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. Now, I'm not going to get into the context of all the why that they have to go into the everlasting fire, but because of unbelief. But the bottom line is he said that the everlasting fire was created for the devil and his angels. So evidently, this place that is reserved for the devil and his angels to be the eternal judgment and damnation of Satan and his minions are going to include the people that follow him too. Okay. So the satanic global elite, whatever. Even though they may be in hell in the sides of the pit when the Antichrist is killed and descends and they see him coming to the pit, they eventually are going to be emptied into the same container that all the lost and the wicked and Satan and the unrighteous are going to go to. And it's called the lake of fire. Okay. <clears throat> so there's going to ultimately be a lake of fire. And we're going to, we'll do an episode one time about the lake of fire at some point. But until that time, which doesn't exist yet, but until that time, hell is the prison for the wicked. And the bottomless pit is the prison for things that are not human. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, that are wicked. Okay, so let's go to Revelation 12 because we're going to tie back into Lucifer because that's what this series is about. Uh, but this, you can see the connection to the son of perdition. And we'll go to Revelation chapter 12, verse 7. Now, this one you're going to be familiar with because we've talked about this a lot. And this is going to be um, the war in heaven. Okay. So there was war in heaven, verse 7. Michael, the archangel, mm -hmm. and his angels fought against the dragon, Lucifer. And the dragon fought and his angels. Because remember, Satan has angels too. Yes. One third of them joined him in that rebellion way, way back. And they prevailed not. Neither was their place found anymore in heaven. And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world. He was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. So in that battle that happens, he's cast down to the earth. I believe that that happens in the middle of the seven years of tribulation. So for the first three and a half years, that man that goes about conquering and thinks he's a god is the Babylonian oppressor, the Assyrian oppressor. Okay. He's going to be killed by some stranger with a sword, mm -hmm. and he's going to die and go to hell. And three days later, he's going to rise up and stand on his feet because Judas's thing that was in him, the devil in Judas, enters into him again. And he's going to be the beast at that point, the son of perdition. He was and is not and yet is. Yeah. Right? Okay. Now, in 
chapter 12, verse 12, once Satan is cast down, it says in verse 12, therefore rejoice ye heavens, because he's no longer in heaven. Remember last week we talked about, did you ever hear that Satan was down in hell waiting for you with a pitchfork, you know? Yes. And he's not. He doesn't want to go to hell either. See, that's torment for him. That's his punishment. So he lives in the starry realm. He's in the second heaven out there. He's on the earth and he's doing things, but he's limited to that spiritual thing. And you know, we need to do a study, a, a podcast sometime, about the limit to his powers. Yeah, that would be a really good one. Because if you think about it, Zena, if you were a believer and you were being so effective for the Lord that he just says, I got to get rid of her. You know, she's just doing too much, too many good things. He would just kill you. Oh. <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, wouldn't that that's the way wars are won. You know, that that's the guy he's effective. He's a he's a good sniper. He's killing too many of my guys. We need to take him out. Yeah. Okay. I'm using a military analogy <laughs> and a poor one at that. But um, if Lucifer could do it, he'd just kill all the believers. Very true. But he can't, evidently. So he uses his proxies to do it. People. Explains a lot. Yeah. So remember, we talked about Cain and Abel. Mm-hmm. The first two brothers ever born. And Abel was a righteous man and he offered the proper sacrifice. Cain was of the wicked one. Well, Satan didn't kill Abel. He had Cain kill Abel. Mm -hmm. He tempted him. He whatever brought jealousy or whatever it was. But he controlled him to the point that he did it. And that's how he operates now. He uses humanity to deceive other humans. Kind of like the mafia. Yeah. They're mobsters. Yeah, that's a good, good that's a pretty good analogy. <laughs> and the mafia he uses is the satanic global elite, mm -hmm. right? So he must be limited. He can't just appear and cut my head off. Yeah. Yours, you know. And the perfect example of that would be the book of Job. You know, Job was a righteous man. Satan appears before God one day and God says, where you been? Ah, walking around on the earth, looking at everything, checking it out. And God says, did you notice my servant Job? He's a good man. He's righteous. And Satan says, ah, you made him rich. Let me add his stuff. He'll curse you to your face. Yeah. So God says, you can do this, but no further. And we're going to find out that he was able to control some armies that attacked Job. He controlled the weather. Wowzers. And brought a storm on the house and killed all his family. He bought Snowvid. <laughs> Snowvid, right. <laughs> Snowmageddon. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then he still didn't curse God. And then, then God allowed him to afflict Job with boils. That's right. Didn't he like kill his family? Yeah. And then he got boils. And then Job gets the boils, which is disease. Mm -hmm. All right. Now it's a type of Israel in tribulation, but still Satan must have the ability to cause pandemics to cause certain weather patterns to happen mm -hmm. and to control armies through the satanic global elite. But he can't just come down himself and do it until this. When that battle happens and he's cast out of heaven, he's going to be kicked out of that dimension, that spiritual realm that he inhabits now. Now he must, I would think he's going to have lessened powers when that happens, but he's going to be on the earth with his technology and his angels. Mm -hmm. And it says in verse 12, Therefore rejoice ye heavens and ye that dwell in them, because we've cleansed you of Satan and his angels. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and of the sea. For the devil has come down unto you, having great wrath, mm -hmm. because he knoweth that he hath but a short time. 
he's only got a few years left to, <laughs> to live. <laughs> That's right. So we know then that as he goes down, he's, uh, he keeps getting knocked down. He's going to go lower and lower. He was once God's greatest creation. Yeah. He was cast out of heaven. He's now in the second heaven. He's going to be condemned to the earth, and then he's going to end up in the, in the bottomless pit. Okay. See you later. See well, you actually, later. I won't see you later. <laughs> yeah, I, we'll see him finally be cast into the lake of fire. We'll oh, see the justice. Yeah, carried it's going to be very gruesome. Yeah. Stay tuned for that. Yeah. So <laughs> Revelation 19, chapter 19, verse 20 says, And the beast was taken, and with him the false prophet that wrought miracles before him, with which he deceived them that had received the mark of the beast and them that worshiped his image. These both were cast alive into a lake of fire burning with brimstone. So what happens is we just read about Lucifer being cast down to the earth as the dragon, and now he's confined to the earth. So that's when he's going to do his final thing. Yeah. He's going to operate through his proxy, the Antichrist, which now has the thing that was in Judas in him, I believe. And he's the beast, and he's going to make all hell break loose. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but Satan only has a little bit of time. It's three and a half years. So at the end of the three and a half years, this passage in Revelation 19 is when Jesus comes back. Okay. So Christ returns. He ends the Antichrist and his armies. He goes, it gets him first. So he goes after the Antichrist, and he and the false prophet that was with him are both cast alive into the lake of fire. And remember, I think last week we briefly mentioned the lake of fire. Yes. And I told you it hasn't been, it's not around yet. It's going to be created during the time of tribulation. So we'll do an episode about the lake of fire. Okay. And the first inhabitants of the lake of fire are the Antichrist and the false prophet. <laughs> and they get thrown in alive. Oh. Yeah. So they'll be thrown in alive. Now, remember, that thing in the Antichrist was the same thing that was in Judas. So he was in the bottomless pit for 2,000 years. Mm-hmm. So imagine how angry he's going to be when he comes into that body after the first guy dies and he inhabits that body. Yeah. And Satan is now on the earth and he's got, all hell's going to break loose. Mm-hmm. Right? But when the Lord comes back, he's going to put a stop to it. And then those guys are going to be cast into the lake of fire. So the lake of fire will be formed during the end of tribulation. Those, are, those two guys get the first tickets in. Yeah. <laughs> right? And then Satan himself faces an angel that you've never seen before. Watch this. Chapter 20 of Revelation, verse it's 1. It's not Michael? No, it's not Michael. Okay. He doesn't have a name, but it says this. And I saw an angel come down from heaven, having the key of the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand. So whoever this angel is, he's got the key to the bottomless pit. He can unlock it and he can lock it. And he's got a great chain in his hand. Now, if he's an angel holding a chain, I imagine this chain is different than a chain you and I could see. Yeah. And he laid hold on the dragon, that old serpent, which is the devil and Satan, and bound him a thousand years and cast him into the bottomless pit and shut him up, the lid closed, locked, shut him up and set a seal upon him that he should deceive the nations no more till the thousand years should be fulfilled. And after that, he must be loosed a little season. So 
It's not the end of Satan yet. Lucifer is going to be bound in a chain and thrown in the bottomless pit where the thing that was in the Antichrist was, his son, mm -hmm. right? That entity, that devil or spirit or angel or whatever it is. So he only has three and a half years that he's out of the pit for 2,000 years, the Judas thing, when he's in that Antichrist wreaking havoc and causing all hell to break loose. But three and a half years and then Jesus comes back and boom, you're in the, the bottomless pit. And then his daddy, Lucifer, some angel, can you imagine the angel, what he must look like, that he grabs hold of the dragon yeah. and wraps him in a chain and throws him in the pit? The big guy. <laughs> He's the big guy. That's like the real, it's like the Hulk of the Avengers. The Rock. <laughs> Hi, we hope you're enjoying the podcast, but I want to take a moment to remind you of something very important. There are secrets in the Bible the world doesn't want you to know. And the world is fast approaching the end game, and we want to expose the coming deception before time runs out. Freedom of speech is under attack, and evil elements within governments and multinational corporations are trying to prevent you from learning the truth. Scott and I are being censored by social media platforms as we speak. This is true, so you can help us use the satanic global elite's own tools against them. Subscribe to Bible Mysteries Premium Podcast so the controlled media can't shut us down. We can use our own platforms to help expose them and keep you informed, but to do that, we need your support. Help us to go full-time with Bible Mysteries. Just $7 a month gives you every current episode ad-free without these annoying appeals. You also get full access to our special guest interviews and special events, downloadable show notes, our Bible Mysteries monthly newsletter, and access to the community forum where we answer your questions. Just go to BibleMysteries.Supercast.com to help us stop the assault on Christianity and free speech. And don't forget, you can always donate any amount to support us at utbnow.com. These gifts are tax deductible. Thanks again, and here's the show. So Satan himself would be an imposing thing to run into. I mean, I'm sure he's a beautiful creature, but, you know, I wouldn't want to run into him in a dark alley. Nah, I'm good. <laughs> but I wouldn't want to run into this guy in a dark alley either. However, he's God's guy. He's on our side. So True. But that's good. <laughs> so he'll be thrown into the bottomless pit for a thousand years. Now, why a thousand years? And why did they let, why did they let him go? He said, he loosed a little season. Why would they let him go? So that he can, isn't it so that he can like build his army? Yeah. And wreak havoc on the world. And then that's when God comes in and he's like, see ya, wouldn't want to be ya. <laughs> and then burns him ablaze. That's exactly right. A thousand years he can do nothing. So man is going to be ruled over by God himself. Mm -hmm. When he says, that he that overcometh, I'll give to be the morning star. I'll give the morning star. Well, Jesus Christ will reign on the earth and there'll be righteousness, justice, no more war, no more famine. Disease will be healed. People will live almost a thousand years, mm -hmm. you know, because it's only a thousand years. So. Yeah. And then um, at the end of that time with a perfect government, You'd think mankind would say, finally, we're free. It's utopia. We have what we've always wanted. But no, man doesn't say that. There's always some wicked ones. There's always some wicked ones bunch. who are thinking, I would rather be my own king. I want to run things yeah. my way. Just like Satan, right? Mm -hmm. So he's loosed just long enough to gather an army together, just like you said. And that's the final battle. And he will ultimately be thrown into the lake of fire. 
But until then, he's um, in that pit for a thousand years. And then when the thousand years end, and we're you know, a lot happens in that thousand years. Yeah. So we're skipping a beautiful picture of the kingdom of heaven. And we're going to do an episode about the kingdom of heaven. Okay. So we can tie that back in to understand why is he gone for a thousand years and then let go. Mm -hmm. But here's the end of that kingdom, the thousand years in verse 7 of the same chapter, Revelation 20. And when the thousand years are expired, Satan shall be loosed out of his prison, which is the bottomless pit, mm -hmm. and shall go out to deceive the nations which are in the four quarters of the earth. Evidently, the same angel that put him there is going to let him out. Unlock the pit. God tells him to do it. So it must be because God wanted to do the final. I guess it's like, the let's separate the men from the boys. Very true. Who's going to follow me after a perfect government? I've given you a foretaste of the new heaven and the new earth. It's not the actual one, but it's a, it's a taste of it. Mm -hmm. It's a sample. Thousand years, you've had all this and you could go into it forever if you'll believe me. But he's able to gather together the nations which are in the four quarters of the earth, Gog and Magog, to gather them together to battle the number of whom is as the sand of the sea. So large a number rebel against God in the end that it's one more thinning out of the herd, if you will. Wow. You, it's hard to imagine that man without Satan to influence, and his angels too, they're gone. So without them around to influence humanity to be deceived, and they've lived in a perfect world and a perfect government with Christ as king, yeah. when, when he's loosed, they fall for it right away. Oh, we can rebel with you guys? You'll help us? Good, we'll do it. Yeah. What's not to like? You know, there's greed there. People yeah. always want more. They're never satisfied. I think you hit the nail on the head. If, if the love of money is the root of all evil then in this world, nobody's rich. Yeah. Nobody needs to be. Mm -hmm. But given half the chance, if I could be rich and have power over you, and I want somebody to help me do that, I would fall for Satan and his, yeah. his offer, right? So that's what happens. So what do they do? They form an army, like you said. They went up on the breadth of the earth, means they're so large they cover the earth, and compassed the camp of the saints about. Compassed means they surrounded it. Okay. All points of the compass. And the beloved city, which is Jerusalem. So in, in reality, what's happening is during the thousand years, all the nations are required to come to Jerusalem once a year to celebrate the Feast of Tabernacles. And in that Feast of Tabernacles, they camp outside the city. Okay. So the ones who would go are the believers, <clears throat> According to the book of Zechariah, if nations refuse to go, God will cause no rain to fall in their country. And then if they still refuse to go, a plague will happen to them and they consume as they stand on their feet. They, 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 the flesh melts away as they stand on their feet. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Because they refuse to obey the Lord. Okay. It's the creator of heaven and earth. Mm -hmm. And he's saying, come to the feast. I mean, he's laying out the feast. Yeah. It's your banquet. It's for you to come enjoy and worship him. And man says, I don't want to go. Maybe they're vegan. <laughs> I'm sure he would provide vegan options. Yeah, he probably would. <laughs> Actually, if you think about it, during that time, it says, the lamb lays down with the lion, the bear eats straw like the ox. So the animals are vegan. 
That's true. Yeah, so maybe humans are too. I, w- I wouldn't doubt it. I mean, yeah. if the animals aren't eating each other, then we probably weren't right. eating it, it would Other than maybe the sacrifices they're going to have to mm-hmm. be required, uh, and maybe that's the feast, maybe that's the meat, if you will. But I would bet, for the most part, we're probably going to be eating vegetables because that's what we did in the beginning. Yeah. Remember? So anyway, we're speculating, but I think it's a fair, <laughs> I think it's a fair assumption. Yeah. However, they come to the camp or they come to the feast and they encamp around the city. And at that point, Satan logistically as a military guy is thinking, well, they're sitting ducks. We got them. They don't make weapons. They don't have armies Mm -hmm. because they've lived a thousand years in peace. So these guys create all these weapons and they attack. I believe it's going to be during the Feast of Tabernacles. Yeah. And what happens? Nobody has to lift a finger. Fire came down from God out of heaven and devoured them. <laughs> the entire lot of the armies okay. of Satan. I was God. like, not the people that were there. No. And here's something really interesting. So you remember we've read passages out of the book of Daniel. Yes. So Daniel was a prophet. At one point, Daniel had three friends. They were captives in Babylon, interesting, under Nebuchadnezzar, mm-hmm. the king. And uh, he's a type of the Antichrist. He's a type of Lucifer. Nebuchadnezzar decided to make an image, and he demanded that everybody worship it when the music played. And Daniel's three friends said, no, we worship God. We're not going to worship another God. Mm -hmm. And he said, if you don't, I'll throw you into a fiery furnace. So they refused. So they were bound up in all their clothes and thrown into the fiery furnace. And... When Nebuchadnezzar looked down into the fiery pit where they were thrown in, the three guys were standing there unhurt, completely no burns, nothing, with a fourth guy standing there talking to him. And it says, he looks like the son of God in the book of Daniel. And Nebuchadnezzar actually said those words. Yeah. One like the son of God. And so they brought him out of the fiery pit and there wasn't even the smell of smoke on their clothes and not a single hair of their head was singed. And the fire was so hot that the guys that threw them in the pit burned to death. That's how hot the fire was. Whoa. Because he was so mad at them for not worshiping his image that they stoked the fire hotter than it normally was. Mm -hmm. So those three guys come out alive, and the Son of God was in there with him when they were supposed to be burning, but they weren't. Mm -hmm. I believe that's a picture of this. Yeah. And what's going to happen is when God rains down fire from heaven to burn up Satan and his army here, the saints on the earth at camped at the city are going to be sitting there in the fire going, wow, check it out. Look at that guy burn. (laughs) We're not going to be harmed at all. Yeah. It's like we're going to be as protected as they were in the furnace there. And then it says, and the devil that deceived them, the one that was just led out of the pit, was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone where the beast and the false prophet are and shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. That's Dean. Finally the end of Lucifer. He comes to the point where he ends up in the lake of fire. And he goes there after that thousand year period that he's in the bottomless pit. Mm-hmm. So he, he just goes from bad to worse to worse. Yeah. <laughs> to worser. <laughs> <laughs> is that even a word? Yeah, I guess where he's concerned. <laughs> so the interesting thing is, remember we talked about God created this fire for the devil and his angels. Mm-hmm. So we know his angels are going to be there too. 
I also know that we've talked about demons and where they might come from. And it would appear that the demons are the disembodied spirits of the Nephilim, the giants okay. of Genesis 6. When the flood came and killed them all, uh, humans died, but there was a lot of hybrids because they were mixing angel DNA mm-hmm. with human DNA. Something Lucifer is going to try to do again in these times, in these seven-year period of time. And he's probably at it now. I think some of the things that's going on in the world right now are preparing for that. The technology, AI, genetic manipulation, mm-hmm. all that stuff is working together somehow. Yeah. We don't know exactly how, but it's, it's happening. Well, those demons, when they encountered Jesus, they were usually possessing the body of a person. So he met the man in the tombs, and he had several demons in him, and he was strong, and he lived in the graves, among the graves, you know, and he could break chains, and they couldn't hold him. And when Jesus encountered that man, the demons in him spoke to him and said, who are you? I mean, we know who you are. You're the son of God. Have you come to judge us or torment us before the time? So they knew who he was. They knew that Jesus was the son of God. And they knew that there was a day of judgment for them. And they didn't want it. So evidently, if they're going to be tormented in a certain time, a time of judgment, then they too will face the lake of fire. Okay. So their eternal abode will be the lake of fire. Satan and his angels, the lake of fire. Beast and the false prophet, the lake of fire. And every human that followed Satan. Mm -hmm. So we talk about following Satan. In other words, people, God doesn't cast them into hell because he wanted them to go. He loved the world. Not the, not the angelic fallen creatures. He offered them no redemption. Yeah. But he so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Mm-hmm. That whosoever believed them should not perish, but have everlasting life. Well, everlasting life is eternal life in the new heaven and the new earth with God. Perish is the lake of fire. Mm-hmm. So ultimately what would happen is anybody that dies without hope in Christ, by default has chosen to join forces with the devil. Mm -hmm. You don't want to follow Lucifer, folks. You don't. The satanic global elite actually believes he can defeat God, that he is God, and they worship him as God now. They're controlling all the systems of the world. They're in his power. Lucifer controls academia, religion, politics and government, science, you name it social media, all of it. He's got his people in there, his proxies, and he's controlling the world, trying to convince them that he's right, and he's trying to turn the world against the Lord himself, and especially the Lord Jesus Christ. Yes. So you couldn't do anything better than trusting Christ as your Savior because you don't want to end up where Lucifer's going, in the lake of fire. And I heard it's pretty steamy. <laughs> it's pretty steamy. And so we'll do an entire episode on the Lake of Fire, but Lord willing, next week we'll get to that episode about the underworld. Yes. <laughs> and we're going to find out that in the place that we would call hell mm-hmm. are three compartments. And we've talked about two of them today. We've touched on them. We know the bottomless pit. Yes. And we also touched on the place where those kings will see the Antichrist when he dies the Mm -hmm. first time. And uh, they're going to say, are you the guy? 
And they're in hell's prison. They're in the place of torment right now. But there's another compartment down there, and it's called Abraham's bosom. Abraham's bosom's part of hell? Yeah, it's in hell. It's in the place called hell, which is in the Greek Hades. And it's the place of the dead. So there's three compartments there. You know how there's three heavens? Yeah. There's three compartments in the underworld, and we're going to talk about that next week. Ah! Oh, <laughs> I want to know why Abraham's bosom is down there. We're going to get into that, too. We're going to find out that there are things that are good and righteous under the earth, in the underworld as well. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. They're like, not in the what? burning place. What? They're not in the burning place, but they're in the compartment of the underworld. Okay. So we'll talk about that next week. Don't forget, you can learn all this and more at utbnow.com. That's where you can access our podcast, our YouTube videos, which this is now video podcasting. So you'll we find are us. live. Uh, as we've already found it on YouTube if you're watching it. <laughs> but if you're listening through the normal podcast app and you just need to see what Zena's wearing this week, you can tune in to see the video. Yes. And don't forget, you can donate it through PayPal at utbnow.com. And do write us. We'd love to hear your questions at unlockthebiblenow at gmail.com. As always, thank you guys so much for listening. Please subscribe, share, and like, and tell me that you're just as surprised as I am that <laughs> Abraham's bosom is near hell. <laughs> That's right. Like, what? But it's a good thing, as we'll find out. So tune in next week. And you'll learn about Abraham's bosom, which in the Bible is literally called paradise. Right. <laughs> it, it makes your mind go. It does. You know, uh, as a little teaser, there's a lot of people out there that think that there's like a world inside the earth, like mm -hmm. its own world. There's been movies made about it, like King yeah. Kong is supposed to come from the inner earth. And then you've got... Um, like this thing called the land that time forgot. Yeah. And there's supposed to be dinosaurs and ancient things down there. And there's also people that think that there was a particular, um, like a, a way back in the early days of airplane flight, and I forget his name, but there might have been a particular pilot that supposedly was flow, uh, flying over either the ant Arctic or the Antarctic, and he descended down through this opening in the ice, and he saw a world yeah. under, you know. So maybe they made movies about it or something. I don't know. But maybe there's some truth to that in the sense that they get those legends from Abraham's bosom. Well, isn't there like a triangle thing where like if you if you go over it, you like disappear. Boats. The Bermuda Triangle. There you go. You know, we need to make that an episode too. We're going to talk about the Bermuda Triangle in Ooh. an upcoming episode. I've actually <laughs> had people write me about that. Really? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, so that's cool. Yeah, we'll talk about that too. I bet there is some connection. Yes, I bet there is. <laughs> you bet. Well, thanks again for listening, folks. Of course, you guys have a good rest of your week. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening today. If you like what you heard, Please subscribe to Bible Mysteries and share it with a friend. If you want to learn more, you can go to Unlock the Bible Now. That's utbnow.com. Thanks again for listening, and don't forget to subscribe to Bible Mysteries Premium Podcast. You can even gift a subscription to a friend. That's right. Remember, just go to BibleMysteries.Supercast.com to join and help us expose the satanic global elite, or make a tax-deductible donation at utbnow.com. 
We need your help to fight the global censorship of the truth. Thanks for your support.